On this episode of the GESC Podcast, we sit down with Randy Lake and John Sherwood, the artistic director and producer, respectively, of the upcoming production of The Miracle Worker. And for the first time in the show's history, I'm going to bypass any research because I want to get right to this interview. It is so much fun. Trust me, you'll love it. Actors to your places, podcast listeners to your earbuds. Join us as we make our great escape. John Sherwood, thank you both so much for joining us for this episode. Uh, to get to know you a little bit, can you tell us about your acting backgrounds? What we talk about your other jobs today? Um, okay. I defer to the younger one. <laughs> so Mr. Lake will not Well, tell you think you. I remember your, your acting career? <laughs> it'll, it'll be much briefer. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm originally from Marshall. I acted in many shows uh, up at the Marshall High School with the Marshall Community Youth Theater, with the Marshall Civic Players, Albion Community Theater, Battle Creek Community Theater. And then I moved to New York back in 1987. And I lived in New York for about 22 years and worked many, many shows uh, off-Broadway, off-off-Broadway. I did a couple national tours. I've got an international tour over in Europe. Um, and I've, I've had great success and a lot of fun doing lots of different roles. Like I say, it was shorter, but much more impressive than mine, <laughs> let me just say that. Uh, now, I'm, and now this is, I'm John speaking. Uh, I started I started out with Shakespeare and never went any further. Uh, <laughs> um, but that's a nice start. It was in Marshall High School, senior class play, Midsummer Night's Dream. I played bottom. I had a great time. It opened up vistas for me, and I've never gotten away from those vistas since. Um, and so Shakespeare and theater became my love. I've, since then I've been in about 70 different productions, multiple times uh, with some of them, um, chiefly in the Marshall Battle Creek area. But for a dozen years when I was on the East Coast, I took along with me some of my mystery events that I started to write for uh, the Victorian Villa in Union City, uh, playing Sherlock Holmes. And my, my semi-career as Sherlock Holmes followed me out there. And so I, I ended up um, making a quasi uh, sideline playing Sherlock Holmes in 10 different states as well as in England a couple of times. And uh, so that's my international you experience. You played it with a hump? I, I did not. <laughs> yes. yes, I did. Yes, Sherlock Holmes with a hump. <laughs> Richard the Holmes. I mean, that would be, yes. Quasi, quasi Holmes. <laughs> exactly. Well, an unusual interpretation. Uh, but in any case, no, I've had a lot of fun doing that sort of thing uh, um, backstage as well as on stage. And most recently, well, for the past five years, almost exclusively with Great Escape. Um, in fact, uh, I'm, I'm very proud of the fact that when Great Escape moved to our first permanent site, um, it was just Randy and me in that first show yep. uh, that we did a version of The Christmas Carol yep. with Randy essentially playing all the parts but one. <laughs> and that one was Charles Dickens, where uh, Mr. Dickens made a very strange appearance <laughs> towards the end did. of the show. <laughs> but uh, that was the first show ever, uh, the first show in its then permanent home, which is no longer its permanent home. And no, now we just we moved, moved on to the, the next thing. And I'm now proud to say that I'm involved in this production and its second permanent home at uh, 
If you can't tell, John and I have known each other for many, 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 <laughs> long many, time, many years. Long time. <laughs> My first wife and I said, here's a young talent that we need to, you know, foster. And so we took him under our wing, you know, taught him everything <laughs> we did. knew. And he's, he's saying we did, but actually we were admirers of this guy for a long time. You fed me. You <laughs> In return, you cleaned our house yes, and, and cooked for us and yep. stuff like that. It was a symbiotic relationship. <laughs> yes, anyway. Yeah, yeah, we've known each other a while. Good God, now I'm thinking about that. That has to go back to... The, we've known each other for 30 years. 40. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm not that old. Because I think I was 15 when I met you. 15? Oh, my heavens, God. This is crazy. I still think of you as the kid, you know, so... Oh, well. Yeah. All right. I wish the viewers could see the look on your face as you're processing. <laughs> we enjoy each other's company. Okay, yeah. And considering how long we've known each other, that shouldn't happen. That shouldn't happen. No. But there you are. You know. <laughs> So uh, you have both a very storied career, of which we'll talk no more of in this interview, I'm afraid. Unless I deem it necessary. Unless we deem it necessary, of course. <laughs> uh, but as you mentioned there, uh, John, you're both involved in this newest production of The Miracle Worker. So let's talk about your roles in The Miracle Worker as uh, producer and artistic director. First, could you kind of back up, though, and for the sake of educating our audience, explain what exactly a producer and artistic director will do for a show and theater company? Wow, that's a tall order, don't you think? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to defer again to the younger man here because he is the artistic director and really the creator of Great Escape Stage Company. And so he knows what he know what he is doing much more than I know. <laughs> well, I've got you fooled as well. Yeah. Um, artistic director for a, particularly a smaller theater company basically means the guy who scrubs the toilets, who takes the garbage <laughs> out of the folks. show, um, locks up, turns the lights off. Uh, and that's the glamorous part of it. Um, what I try to do as artistic director of the theater company is to uh, have a vision, I guess, each season of uh, selecting the works that we're going to do. Um, one of the things that we have at Great Escape, which seems to be something our audiences very much enjoy is the ability to move our audiences around and our stage around. So I spend a lot of time not only picking the stories we're going to tell, but figuring out how best to convey those stories to the audience in their in the audience's relationship to the stage and the actors. And so it's, it's a lot of creativity. Sometimes it's just throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what sticks. But, uh, We've been very blessed, I think, in, in our existence of really having the audiences embrace what it is we do at Great Escape. And that's, that's a key component to me, uh, just having that flexibility within the space. I think before I say anything about what it is to be a producer, I think what we've got is a good segue going here mm -hmm. to talk about, since you as artistic director chose The Miracle Worker for this production, um, why don't you explain how your thinking went in choosing this show in particular? I know. I just uh, took over for Tony. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> who do I who do I answer to? Uh, Miracle Worker is one of those titles that I, I've had my eye on for a while, and as we were talking about uh, an inaugural production within the new space after we bought the building last fall and knew that we were going to be moving as of we were closing in the old space in December and opening sometime in 2017 with a new show, uh, looking at some other possible choices, The Miracle Worker felt right. It felt like it's a, it's a classic, 
that people are familiar with but probably haven't seen on stage in the area in a very, very long time. I know we did it back when I was in high school, 40-some years ago. Um, and so I'm thinking, I don't think it's been done You played Helen, then. didn't you? I, <laughs> I played Helen's antagonistic older brother. Yeah, um, and it just felt the themes that are being explored in the show, you know, struggling uh, to communicate uh, a young woman trying to, to find her own voice uh, in, in a world that she doesn't quite understand felt very pertinent to what it is we do as storytellers at Great Escape. And um, we were also blessed with the fact that uh, the, the young woman she cast, we cast as Helen, and the young woman we've cast as Annie Sullivan, both were available at the right time. <laughs> we are very fortunate. You know, I mean, the chemistry here yes. is astonishing. Yeah, and it just, it just felt like, without making it too trivial or trite, it felt like we've had a lot of miracles happen for us at Great Escape in the past year to, to allow us to be able to move and, and have a new space and outfit it to our own specifications. And it just it felt like a, a good title to do to start with. And, and so far, I think the response, as far as box office and stuff go, has been great. We've had a lot of very enthusiastic people wanting to see this particular show. And I, I was delighted by the choice too, uh, particularly, and this is, now, now I'm gonna show my age. When the movie came out, of the Miracle Worker in 1962. I remember I wanted to read it before I saw it, and now I was 12 years old at the time. And through the Scholastic Book Service, I ordered a copy of the play. And it was the very first play that I ever read oh, in the book. And so uh, the Miracle Worker means a lot to me from that standpoint, even before I ever read Shakespeare. Even before I read Shakespeare, the age of 12, <laughs> I did read William Gibson. I, yes, I was reading William Gibson. Yeah, it prepared me for later work. You know, and so on. Uh, but no, the, the miracle work has always moved me, particularly because I relate to it in the sense that I've had uh, very poor eyesight since I was seven. I've been fighting uh, blindness all my life. I now have only about 70% vision um, because I've had to fight it. So this is a, it's a pertinent issue to me, and I always want to know how could a blind child who never really had much experienced sight, although Helen did for 18 months uh, until she lost her hearing and her sight, I went, how is it possible for someone to relate to the world in that way? So Helen Keller's story has always been fascinating to me. Uh, and so when I heard that this was the choice, I said, oh, lovely, because I love this show very, very much. Um, so I, I was delighted to step in, but not really under the circumstances in which I stepped in as producer. And I think we need to backpedal a little bit on that. Because one of the people who was involved in the, um, the early planning stages of yes. this show uh, must be mentioned, and that's the late Mary Tinsley Young. Um, she's a longtime supporter of Great Escape. She's been involved in many of our shows backstage or on, and on stage. Uh, and she planned to produce this show. It was her intent to be very involved in this. And those of uh, our listeners who uh, know of Mary's history will not be um, shocked to know that she was fighting a long illness. And unfortunately, it claimed her much long before we could bring the show even into rehearsal. But she had already taken several steps um, regarding publicity, community uh, planning, getting the ball rolling, uh, here and there uh, in the community to raise awareness about the show and so on. She was uh, speaking with people to try out and stuff like that. Um, she worked with uh, Kim Ford. They had many conversations and with uh, yep. Randy. Kim Ford is our director for the show. Um, she was deeply involved. And when she passed, of course, it was a shock to us because she passed rather suddenly. Mm -hmm. 
and Kim and I spoke and we said, what are we going to do about producing? And I said, um, I know this show, um, let me do it. And so I've stepped into Mary's very big shoes as far as, you know, and this is very, very tough, but it's also an inspiration because it means, you know, we're not only honoring the quality of this show, which is a wonderful show by Helen Keller, but also our promise to Mary to make this a wonderful show that yeah. she wanted to see brought to fruition. So that's my double commitment to this show. I, I, I love the Miracle Worker, and I feel, all right, Mary's kind of there guiding me. In fact, I mean, I run into her every now and then. Oh, Mary said she wanted to do this. Well, then let's do that. Exactly. And, and so on. One of her passion well, still lives. One of them we just discussed today. Mary wanted to start the show at 7 p.m. And so we are and starting so the show We are going to start the show at 7 p.m., <laughs> even though in the past it's been 8. Uh, but we, we think, okay, let's kind of stick with that. It's a, it's a good experiment, and uh, let's see if uh, more people uh, might come and see this show. Um, what does a producer do? There's, it comes back to the question you asked about 20 minutes ago. <laughs> uh, I always get around to it, you know, so to speak. A producer does whatever the director or the artistic director um, uh, or the, the playwright or, or whatever, or the cast, essentially aren't doing. Um, and there's a lot of other stuff that kind of gets falling through the cracks that the, the producer tries to catch. Uh, it's the producer's responsibility to make the show happen. Uh, the director uh, guides the cast, guides the backstage personnel, makes sure that everything happens in the course of the show that the audience is watching. But the planning uh, involves the producer. Now, we at Great Escape have kind of been our own producers in many ways. I've, I've tended to, when I direct a show, I tend to produce it as well. Exactly. Um, and that was because of the renovation uh, happening, and I'm, I'm very hands-on with that, I knew that going into this first show, I, I wouldn't have the brain power uh, or the physical stamina to be able to do the renovation and put together the show. Right. Uh, so it was, it was uh, a luxury for me to be able to hand off both the direction and the producing to other great people, you know, and and it's it's been a lifesaver. Yeah, and to some extent, I, I think it, it helps that we're not first timers at this. We've yeah, done this before, uh, from the direction standpoint and from the producing standpoint. I produce really. I don't remember how many shows for the Marshall Civic Players over the years back in my days of involvement involvement there, um, and that goes back quite a few years. Um, this is the first show that I have produced. Um, for Great Escape, almost, I'm, I would say, well, that's not quite true when I think about it in that some of the radio shows I've kind oh, yeah, of yeah. handled the production qualities. We just never put the label producer on it. Yeah. Uh, I directed and made sure those, those things happened. Um, but this is my first actual diving back into the producer's role in a, in a long time, and it's kind of fun because uh, I remember what it was like back in the good old MCP days, and actually to my... In my view, this is easier. Um, uh, great Escape is a great group of people, and it's mutually supportive. Uh, if you need help, you, there's always somebody to say, you know, what can I do? And uh, that's that's lovely. And especially during a time of real transition, 
with the new theater coming in, we've got we're juggling a lot of balls in the air. Yes, right. yes. And, and luckily everybody's patient. Right. <laughs> yes. I was going to ask, what is that like then? So you know, building a theater while staging a play at the same time. What kind of how's that been as an experience? <laughs> I will defer to the younger person <laughs> who's actually doing most of the building. Uh, it's it's thank goodness that Kim and I had had conversations about it. Um, and they were able to work the first couple weeks uh, not on the stage because there wasn't a stage where he was still building the room <laughs> where the stage was going to be. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. So uh, luckily in the new building we have a, a large basement and so they were able to block the show using the, the free space in the basement. Mm -hmm. um, I do feel a bit badly because I, I assured Kim that this evening I would have the set in place for her to rehearse on and when the cast walked in it was not ready. <laughs> so so I, we've been spending the last week or two getting ready for our ins final inspections and our occupancy rate. And, and so uh, I have a good excuse. But, uh, but it'll be ready tomorrow. It will be sure. ready tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. But right. Kim said, that's no problem. We'll just head right back we're, downstairs. We're flexible so. and mutually so, yep. so, you know, yep. we support each other. Yeah, we, we, we get it. We understand that, you know, Randy is not the superhuman being we used to think. He was. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I'm so disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's aging, you know, and all that sort of thing. What is it? How long have I known you? You've been around a long time. Yeah, yeah, think about it. So, so uh, one last question for you. Unless you have anything else to add there, John? I didn't want to cut you off. I have so many things. Yeah, you, you just cut me right off there. But now I know you you're totally here. Like and then you, yeah. <laughs> Don't gesture at me like that. <laughs> cut me off, sir. <laughs> what is your next question? <laughs> so, uh, going back to the Miracle Worker, uh, as the Miracle Worker tells the story of Helen Keller and Annie Sullivan, uh, who else's story would you like to see told on the GESC stage? I have a weird one that Randy's just going to hate me for bringing up. He's <laughs> bringing <laughs> something at me? <laughs> no, I, I, I would like to see us go out on a limb from time to time, and we have. Oh, yes, we have. We have indeed, but one of my favorite plays, one of my favorite biographical plays, is Bertolt Brecht's Galileo. Mm -hmm. Now Randy is now saying, what? And I'm saying, <laughs> <laughs> and I know that the Marshall community needs to hear that story again, mm -hmm. especially since it has to do with science mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and the history of science and the difficulty that uh, scientists have had over the years in getting their ideas, and not just their ideas, but facts into the mind of the public. Alternative facts? <laughs> well, it is a story about facts and alternative facts. Indeed, indeed, indeed. And Bertolt Brecht's play is a great play. I don't and believe I know that show. It's well. a wonderful play. Um, another that isn't quite so biographical, but is, is a, the factual play. And here we go again on the same theme is Inherit the Wind, which yes. Randy and I over the years have yes. talked about. Yep. And Inherit the Wind is, is always pertinent, but it's no... I mean, it's incredibly pertinent yes. today. I would love to see those done. Yeah, that's a big cast. Yeah, which, that's a big cast. Yeah. Galileo is a smaller cast, yeah. as I remember it. But um, I, I don't think I can answer your question, Tony, uh, only because there are so many shows I want to do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? and, and right now, I've been tasked by the president of the board, Galen Spalding, mm -hmm. to select the shows for 2018. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I, I'm... I'm trying. I'm, I'm <laughs> well, I, I proposed I'm, one to you. You I did? did the, the biographical ago. play Dracula. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a story of a guy who's been around a long time. <laughs> and uh, I figured that would be interesting. You know, people love that, you know, that history. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, it's also interesting because in our old space, 
before <laughs> BB, before the board uh, <laughs> occurred, um, I used to do about 10 shows a year in the space. And uh, the board uh, suggested that perhaps we taper that back to six to eight shows a year. Uh, it's difficult for me to think of it because I think there are so many stories I want to tell on our stage. And particularly with our newer space, I'm hoping we can get that back up to 10 shows a year. Because <laughs> we, we will have a rehearsal space so that while a show is going on, we can be rehearsing the next show. I'm, a, I'm on the board, and I hate to disagree with any fellow board member, but I agree with Randy on this one, that I think the as we gain energy as a group, uh, especially in our new space, I think that uh, the interest the community is going to have in our theater will sustain that idea yeah. uh, very, very well. Uh, it certainly seemed to be sustainable for a number of years at the old space, and I think the new space is going to uh, just augment that, ramp that up a bit. Of course, Randy is getting much older now. And <laughs> his energy level is... I'm still younger than you! <laughs> oh, still the kid. It's all the competition. Right, well, Randy Lake and John Sherbert, thank you both so much for joining us. Thank and you, And I look forward to the debut of the... Miracle this, this is going yeah. out around the nation, right? And oh, everybody, absolutely. Right. Yeah, I mean, not just the nation, but internationally. Oh, internationally. Yeah. Well, it, it's been a pleasure to insult Randy Lake <laughs> in front of so many people. <laughs> that was our interview with Randy Lake and John Sherwood. Always a pleasure. I have uh, the distinct honor of being able to work with them regularly as a member of the board. And it's uh, as productive as you would expect with uh, those two sitting by each other. So <laughs> always a good time. Just a friendly reminder, if you would like to come out and see our production of The Miracle Worker, it will start July 20th. Remember, that's a Thursday evening. We've got so many great things to show you. We cannot wait till Friday. It has to start Thursday. So if you want information about The Miracle Worker or any other upcoming production that we have or our new and great improvements that are taking place at The Great Escape, please check out our website, greatescapestagecompany.com. Check out our Facebook page. Give us a like and a share while you're there. And don't forget to check out Veronica Louise Photography, our photographer for our podcast here. A quick special thanks out to Kyle Booth, who produces our music. And one last thanks to John and Randy for taking the time to meet with us. I am Antonio Barroso, your host. Thank you so much for joining us.